0: Thank you for subscribing to the Parkway Fellowship podcast. Parkway Fellowship, commonly referred to as The Park, is a purpose-driven church in Katy, Texas, recognized for its innovation and rapid growth. Designed for the person who might not be used to attending church, The Park, one of the only purpose-driven churches in the area, has quickly become one of the most popular West Houston churches for people new to their faith, to church, or to living in the Katy area. It is our prayer that God changes your life through this message from Senior Pastor Mike McGowan. Good morning. My name is Mike McGowan. I'm
1: the pastor here at the park. I'm really glad that you came today. Um, you know, when I was in high school and college, I can be honest with you, I was terribly inconsistent at reading the Bible. I mean, I'd like I'd read it one or two days, then... I'd like miss four or five days, you know. I'd read it two or three days, then I'd miss like two or three weeks. I mean, you know, I mean, you know how it goes, right? But I wanted to read more of the Bible. I I just couldn't. And I would sit there and I would listen to pastors and speakers and Bible study leaders and that kind of thing. And I, I used to think, I was like, man, these guys really know their Bible. Because they can find a verse about pretty much any given situation in life. I mean, how do they do that? And I just thought, there must be some secret to reading the Bible. And if I can just discover that secret, then I'll be consistent in reading my Bible too. But, but i got to discover that secret. And so, like after months of searching... I realized there was no secret. There was no secret. But I was wrong. There is a secret to reading the Bible. And once I discovered that secret... I amassed more Bible knowledge than I ever thought possible. And it wasn't because I was going to be a preacher. This happened long before that. It happened because I was consistent in reading my Bible. And all of that happened because I had found the secret. And I want to share that secret with you this morning. In just a couple of minutes. (laughs) Because first, I want you to realize and see the truth is that we are all in danger. Very real danger. Very real spiritual danger. You remember a couple weeks ago when, if you were here, I told you about a study done in more than a thousand churches with more than a quarter million respondents? One of the findings of that study was that of the people that were headed towards spiritual maturity, Far and away, the number one factor that led to spiritual maturity was reflection on the Scriptures. Bottom line, these people that were on to spiritual maturity made a commitment to reading their Bible. And the danger for us is in thinking that if I spend time praying and serving, and giving, and attending. If I just do that long enough, then I'll be spiritually mature too. But we won't. Because that is not what leads towards spiritual maturity. In fact, the study goes on to say that the people that didn't read their Bible consistently, they eventually became dissatisfied with church and left their church. Why? Well, because they weren't wowed by the service any longer. I mean, it just... You know, they just weren't getting as much out of it as they used to. You know, it just kind of the same old thing. It had grown stale. And so, they became dissatisfied with church. And at that point, one of two things happened, and both are bad. Either one, they left their church... And went to another church. And stayed there two years. Until they became dissatisfied with it. And then they went to another church. And another church. And then another church. Or secondly. They just dropped out of church entirely. And became totally disconnected from God. And all of that could have been prevented. If they had just made a commitment. To consistently read the Bible. Because When we learn to read the Bible, we learn to grow spiritually on our own. And then we don't have to be wowed by the service any longer. Okay? The truth is, we weren't intended to be wowed by the service. We were intended to be wowed by God. And that happens when we read this. And when you're reading this consistently and growing on your own, then the speaker doesn't have to be good or entertaining or engaging because you're growing on your own. And it's at that point in your life that you don't become just simply a church consumer. Then you can become a person that God can use to change other lives like he's changed yours. Then you can build lasting friendships then you can't stop being a spiritual nomad drifting from church to church to church or, become, or dropping out of church entirely. So, what's the secret to taking in more of the Bible? Let me give it to you. The secret, take out your sermon notes because this is it. Write this down. The secret to taking in more of the Bible is this, is to have a plan. The secret to taking more of the Bible is to have a plan. Wait, the reason is, the reason that we don't read more of the Bible is not because we don't want to. It's, be, it's, it's because we don't have a plan. We don't have a plan for when we're going to read, for where we're going to read, for what we're going to read, and what we're going to do to get back on track if we ever get off track. We'll never be successful if we don't have a plan. Period. Now, every good plan has multiple elements. And the more these elements that you can put into place, the more successful you're going to be. And this morning... If you will put into place the four elements that we're going to talk about, I can guarantee, guarantee that you will amass more Bible knowledge than you ever thought possible. So, how do you take in more of the scriptures? What are these four elements? Here's the first one. It's your first like big bullet point fill in, and that's this. You need to commit to a time. You need to commit to a time. When I say commit to a time, I mean, you've got to commit to a specific time of the day. Now, here's the thing. You know, I've got 6.15 up here in the morning, but I'll tell you this. You don't necessarily have to get up and read your Bible at 6.15, okay? I'm not saying that you have to do that. But you do have to have a specific time because, look, you're trying to form a habit here. You can't form a habit if you don't do it consistently at the same time every day. Like I said, it doesn't have to be 6.15 in the morning, but it does have to be at the same time. Now listen, let me say this. I would really encourage you to lock in a time in the morning. Okay? Why? Well, because if you're going to ask God to guide you throughout the day and help you make good decisions throughout the day, I mean, doesn't it make more sense to do that at the beginning of the day than at the end of the day, right before you go to bed? Right, look, and if you spend time alone with God, reading the Bible in the morning instead of at night, you'll spend a whole lot more time asking for guidance than you will asking for forgiveness. Okay, yeah. Even Jesus saw the importance of meeting alone with God in the morning. Look what the Bible says in Mark one thirty-five. It's one of my favorite verses, awesome verse. It says, "This is very early in the morning." While it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. This was the time that Jesus set aside to be alone with God. Yeah, I mean, I know it says here that he prayed, but Jesus didn't have a Bible. They were written on scrolls, and those were stored in the temple. But the point is here is that this is the time that Jesus set aside where he could be alone with God. And he set his time time aside in the morning. Likewise, you have to set aside a time committed to God and say, this is the time that I'm going to spend with God and nothing, absolutely nothing is going to interfere with that time. And I'll tell you this, you have to make that kind of a fierce commitment to guard that time because I'm telling you, Once you commit to a time, the devil is going to do everything he can to disrupt that time. Someone is going to call you or text you or email you or you're going to get up late or your kids are going to get up early or the dog is going to get sick. I mean, I'm telling you, when you commit to that time, all hell is going to break loose. Truly, that's what it is. But if you will stick with it and you will ask God to help guard that time, you will eventually persevere and emerge victorious, okay? I want you to listen to what one of our church members, Chris Dinkler, said to me about the importance of committing to a time. He gave me permission to share this with you. Here's what he said. He said, for several years, I've watched my wife faithfully read God's word every morning at the same time. I will never forget our quote our daughter made at school in describing her mommy. It said, she loves to read her Bible. What a testimony. Personally, I've always struggled to find consistency in reading my Bible. With my hectic schedule, there always seemed to be something that came up. I had great intentions, but poor execution. A while back, I made a decision to be intentional about setting a time each day to read my Bible. Since then, I read my Bible on average about six days a week. And he's becoming alive more than ever before. Thank you, Julian, that's his wife, for the example you set for me. How awesome is that? So let me ask you have you made a commitment to read the Bible at the same time every day? If you would make that commitment, then you will have tapped in to the first element of the secret of how to take in more scripture. That's the first part. You have to commit to a time, okay? Here's the second thing that you need to do, and that is this. You need to find a quiet place. You need to find a quiet place. Because I'm telling you, if you don't find a quiet place, you're not gonna hear from God. Uh Uh-oh, we're gonna have a... That's the problem right there. One of them fell off. So you're going to have to just do the best you can. Okay, quiet place. So anyway, (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just going to let it go. Okay. (laughs) Look, there's no way you can read the Bible If the TV's going, if the phone's going off, or um, you're trying to multitask or anything like that, you you have to have a quiet place if you're going to read this book and hope to hear from God, okay? You cannot hear from God when he's speaking to you through this book if you are not in a quiet place where you can hear him, okay? Over the years, my quiet place has been different depending on kind of like my living situation. I mean, um, it's it's been on the couch, it's been... On my bed. It's, it was under my bed at one time. It was in a closet. It was in a on a futon. It was in a chair. It's been all different kinds of places. But all the places I've ever had, all of them had one thing in common. They were quiet. They were quiet. Because I knew that in, if if I wanted God to speak to me through this book, it had to be quiet enough where I could hear him. And Jesus tells us the importance of having a quiet place. Look at the passage there for you that's written down. Jesus says this in Matthew 6 6. He says, When you pray, go into a room alone and close the door. Pray to your Father in private. He knows what's done in private, and He will reward you. Look, see, even Jesus knows the importance of a quiet place. And if you meet God in a quiet place, what does Jesus say will happen? He says that God will reward you. And how does God reward you? Well, he can reward you in a lot of different ways. But I think one key way that God rewards you when you meet with him in a quiet place is that he himself meets you there and speaks to you through this. That is an incredible reward. I mean, that's an amazing thing. Barb Phillips, a longtime member of Parkway Fellowship, and truthfully one of the most spiritually mature people I know, um, listen to what she says about the importance of meeting God in a quiet place. She writes this. She says, Many verses in the Bible encourage me to listen to God. Okay, so I jump in the car, go about chores around the house, and wait to hear God speak. Really? I get so distracted by all that is around me that God's voice is distant. That is not listening. For me, listening and hearing him happens when nothing can jump in front of him. I must sit in a quiet room with my Bible and ask him to clear my thoughts so that he can have me. My quiet room is on my love seat. No music, no email tones, no email push tones, no nothing. Just God. So let me ask you, are you committed to meeting God in a quiet place? Or do you just try to fit it in, like wherever you can? I'm telling you. You will not hear God unless you meet with him in a quiet place. And then you will hear him speak to you through this book. But you'll never hear him if it's not quiet. Make sense? Okay. Okay. Number three, here it is. Plan what to read now and next. Plan what to read now and next, okay? Now, I got a lot for you to write down on this one, so you just go ahead and start doing it. Um, the when, when I say you need to plan what to read now and next, see, did I miss it? Yeah, I passed it. Oh, I gotta see, where am I here? Okay, N and a T. You gotta plan what to read now and next, okay? Whoa, this one went away. Come back. All right, four weeks into the prophet's starting to wear out. <laughs> All right, here's the deal. Um, everybody's done this before, right? When you're trying to read the Bible, everybody's done this. I've done this before. Okay, God, you know every verse in this Bible, you know exactly what I need to hear today. And so by faith, I'm asking you to let the Bible flop over to the exact word that I need. (laughs) Well, what if you flop over to the verse that says, and Adam walked in the ground naked and was not ashamed? (laughs) Then what are you going to go do and not get arrested? Okay, right? Look, that whole faith and flop method sounds real spiritual, but it doesn't work. Okay, it doesn't work. Here's what does work. Let me give you some Bible reading plans that do work. The first one is my own personal reading plan, okay? And it goes like this. It's 2-O-T-G-2-N-T. 2 NT. I didn't have room up here to put the number twos, okay? 2-O-T-G-2-N-T. Two that stands for two Old Testament books, one gospel, two New Testament books. Here's my personal Bible reading plan. Here's what I do. I read two ch- about at least two chapters a day, sometimes more, but two chapters a day, I'll start, I'll read two books out of the Old Testament, two chapters a day, until I finish both those books. Then I'll read a gospel. A gospel is one of the first four books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, they tell the story of Jesus. And then I will read two other New Testament books, all, and I'll read them all the way through, two chapters a day, until I finish. And then I start the cycle over, okay? Now, for all you math people out here, out there, this is for you, Okay? This comes out to a five to one to three ratio, okay? I knew. Some of you love it. Some of you are like, huh? All right. What it means is, is I I essentially read for, uh, I read the Gospels three times as much as I read the New Testament, and I read the New Testament almost twice as much as I read the Old Testament. Here is why. First, I'd read the Gospels the most because that's the life of Christ. That's who I want to be like. That's what it means to be a Christ follower, but yet, I still want a heavy dose of the New Testament because that teaches me the practical things about living for Christ. But I don't want to ignore the Old Testament because those people live by faith without ever seeing God. And I want to live my life by faith too. So there's method behind the madness, okay? It makes sense? All right, another Bible reading plan that you can do is this. It's the Psalms-Proverbs plan. This that's abbreviation for Psalms, abbreviation for Proverbs. Psalms-Proverbs plan. What I mean by that is that if you read five chapters in Psalms, and most chapters in Psalms are really short, and one chapter in Proverbs a day in one month, you'll be finished with both books. Amazing. And it's a great plan because this Psalms is extremely motivational and inspirational. Proverbs is filled with wisdom, so it's a great balance, okay? Next, I want you to think about, I want you to think about some of the online plans. Think about some of the online plans. And we talked about a lot of online plans a couple weeks ago, or a lot of... Uh, uh, we talked about two websites and two phone apps. I'm going to list them for you again. They're listed there for you your Bible. The first is the you version of the Bible app, Olive Tree app, BibleGateway.com, BibleStudyTools.com, or become a Facebook friend of Bruce Ammons. He's one of our pastors here at the church. He's got a Bible reading plan that uh, it tells you every day, a section of the Bible to read every day. Great plan. So if you want to, become Facebook friends with him. But here's the point. You need to plan What you're going to read now and what you're going to read next. Because look, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Tom Richardson, one of the most spiritually astute people in our church, wrote me in an email one day. He said this. He said, having a consistent plan to feed on God's word daily is essential for me to maintain an intimate, healthy connection with God And to keep up my spiritual strength. Without it, I lose focus on God and start doing and saying stupid stuff. My time alone with God and his word is my favorite time of the day. Without it, I feel lifeless and incomplete. Wow, that's big. Okay, here's the fourth element that you need to have in your life. Fourth element is this. Give an account. You've got to give an account. You've got to give an account. You gotta be able to have someone that you give an account to for are you or are you not reading your Bible? You need to have somebody looking you in the eye. You gotta look, you gotta have somebody eyeball to eyeball every week that says. Are you reading your Bible like you're supposed to? And what is God teaching you out of it? I got to tell you, of all the elements that we're talking about this morning, this is the most effective of the four. I'll be honest with you, until I had an accountability part in my life, I was very inconsistent in reading the Bible. But once I had somebody that was looking at me eyeball to eyeball every week saying, are you reading it? And what are you learning from it? man that made a world of difference for me it's huge and honestly having an accountability partner is a very biblical principle look what paul says in romans chapter 1 verse 2 look what he says he says this he says i want us to help each other with the faith we have your faith will help me and my faith will help you look you need someone else in your life to encourage you to hold you accountable That person could be somebody else in your small group. It could be a close friend that's also a growing Christ follower. It can even be your spouse. But bottom line, you have to have a mechanism in your life for someone to hold you accountable for the commitments you made and for your commitment to read the Bible consistently. If you don't, it's not going to work out. Adam Arrington, a member of our church, has had accountability partner for years. I want you to look at, hear what he has to say. He says this, I'd been off again and on again, I'd been an off again and on again Bible reader ever since I became a Christian. My wife and kids had passed me up in my Bible knowledge and I knew that is not what God wants for me. Being held accountable as a spiritual leader of my house has given me a new purpose for reading and studying God's word. I have since begun reading my Bible Every day. It has opened up more conversation opportunities with all of my family members. And, help, and and keeps me challenged to read and learn more about God's plan for my life. It's huge. Look, bottom line is this. There is a secret to taking in more of the Bible. It's to have a plan. Now that might not sound very secretive. But it's not meant to be secretive. Because God wants you to succeed. He wants you to study his word, okay? He wants you to become more like him. He wants to guide you through life. He wants you to become the person that, you, that he has always wanted you to be. He wants all that for you. But look, if you don't have a plan and you don't take in more of the Bible... You place yourself in danger of becoming a dissatisfied consumer of church. And at best, you'll be a church hopper. At worst, you'll become totally disconnected from church and totally disconnected from God for who knows how long. But it doesn't have to be that way. Look, if you will just read more of the Bible, God wants you to do that. And if you will read more of the Bible, you can have more faith than you ever thought you could. You can have more Bible knowledge than you ever thought possible. You, be, you can become more spiritually mature than you ever dreamed. You can become the husband, the wife, the son, the daughter, the boss, or the employee, the friend, the best person you've ever thought you could ever be. Because you're doing what it takes to be on the road to spiritual maturity because you're taking in more of the Bible. So you're ready to do what it takes to take in more of the Bible? Then pull out your connection card. I want you to hold it right next to your message notes. And on the card and on the notes, I want you to check the next step or steps that you are willing to commit to today. And turn the card in because look, we're gonna pray for every individual that turns in a card. But you're going to keep the notes so you can remember what you committed to. Maybe it's this first one. I commit to read my Bible at blank a.m. or p.m. every day this week. So pick a time. Commit to a time right now. Look, and if you need to change the time later on, that's fine. But start with something. Pick a time and circle a.m. or p.m. I don't care what time you pick. But you pick the time right now what's going to work for you that you can best think of. All right, next one. I will find a quiet place to read my Bible and hear God speak to me through it. What about that one? Would you pick that one? For this next one. I will adopt a plan this week for reading my Bible. Whatever plan it is. An online plan. Maybe you want to modify my plan. I don't care. But pick a plan. Because if you don't pick a plan, you will not succeed. Number four. I will find someone to be accountable to for my Bible reading. Who would you be accountable to for reading your Bible? Will you, find, will you make a commitment to find someone? Next one. I'll memorize Mark one thirty-five. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. And that is an awesome verse that can guide you in a personal relationship with God. How about this next one? I'll memorize Romans 1.12. We rarely have two verses, but man, this was so good. Had to include it. I want us to help each other with the faith we have. Your faith will help me, and my faith will help you. Romans 1.12, great verse. I Maybe mean, this is the last one. I want to become a Christ follower for the first time today. Maybe you've been thinking about becoming a Christ follower for several weeks now. And you just haven't, for whatever reason, taken that step. There's a sample prayer at the bottom of your message notes. If you've never prayed that prayer before to become a Christ follower... Would you please pray it right now? Pray it. Pray it right now. And if you're going to do that, check this box. So, because we want to mail you some free materials in the mail to help you get started in this new walk with Christ. And I also want you to pick up a new believer packet. They're on a little table just out, just before you walk outside the doors. Grab one on your way out. Would you please? But I'd like everybody, if you would, bow your heads while I pray for you. And Pat and the worship team come back up. Father, I thank you so much for the truth of your word and how powerful it is. And God, I pray, God, that you would help everybody in this room discover just how true that secret to reading the Bible is. And God, that you would help people to have a plan. God, I know it's not secretive, but God, there is is real benefit and power in it. So I ask that you would help everybody who's ever struggled with reading the Bible consistently to put all four of these elements in place. And help them to amass more Bible knowledge than they ever thought possible. To become more spiritually mature than they ever dreamed. To becoming the man or woman, son or daughter that you've always intended to be. So help us, God. And then speak to us through your word when we read it. In Jesus' name I pray.
0: Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. Our prayer is that God has given you at least one next step to take today in your walk with Christ. For more information about Parkway Fellowship or to contact us, visit www.parkwayfellowship.com. To talk with a pastor about becoming a Christ follower for the first time, you can call our offices at 832-222-9282.